Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, America! you listening i'm father justin wall and i'm father josh wall and we're back as the sons of thunder man it's been too long (laughs) where has everybody been you haven't heard that introduction in over three months and let me tell you we have been through uh one of the craziest three months uh certainly of our life whether it was personal uh all the way to this entire quarantine covid uh really tremendous disaster that we've been through in this country and throughout the world. We've got one heck of a show for you this morning uh, on this beautiful July day. We're coming to you live from St. Leo's Rectory. Uh, Unfortunately, we're saying goodbye to the studio down in Bismarck, um, and we are now going to be moving around. We've had some tremendous success moving around in the past. Uh, with our on-site show, and we uh, have finally figured out how to effectively run the Comrex. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what a Comrex is, it's what we're doing Very right expensive now. piece of equipment. <laughs> or Comrex. The Sons of Thunder have to use with Real Presence Radio. So, uh, real quickly, as we always say at the beginning of every show, and especially because we haven't been on in a while, uh, get on your phone, text, Facebook, give someone a call, and let them know that the Sons of Thunder are on. But before we get rolling with this fantastic show this morning, we got some great guests. But as always, I'm going to turn it over to the younger Thunder for a little prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask for the gift of your Spirit to guide us through the radio airwaves. To all the many souls that are listening this morning, we ask to anoint this show and our guests. We ask all through the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray Hail Mary. Full, Full of, of grace. grace, the Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, we're live out of quarantine. It's been, uh, what, two months? Two months. Two three, months. Well, even maybe three. I don't know. Three I think months since you back to March. Since you've heard the Sons of Thunder, but we... Uh, like we, ha- like my brother said, we have an incredible show. We got Bishop Kagan on first, and then we're going to move through into straight talk. We got some seminarians in the studio with us right now. Grant Dvorak, who's uh, studying at the North American College. Logan Obergewich, studying down at St. Louis at Kenner Glennon Seminary to talk about their experience of the whole mess that we've been through, uh, especially through seminaries, as they were actually sent home uh, midway through the second semester. And then we have uh, a good friend of ours, Eric Lowe who will be speaking about just the power of conversion, the power of God in his life. It is insane what this man has been through. Uh, very poor choices into very good choices. And uh, just it's going to be one heck of a show. So I hope you guys are ready to uh, blast off with the Sons of Thunder right, for the next two this, hours. Let's get this thing rolling without further ado. Everyone's favorite segment. It's time for Crushing It with Bishop Kagan. 
Man, Bishop, you have been through a lot lately, man. I, uh, we're proud to have you as our leader, but uh, a lot to talk about this morning. All right, Al. Whatever you'd like to talk about, that's okay. fine. You're okay. always so, so gracious, you. Bishop. Always so gracious. Unless I just tell you to move on to something else. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's I, our cue. I think, you know, the theme of this show, Bishop, is sort of the COVID-19, uh, what we've been through, where we are, and where we're going. And I, I know uh, you, uh, leading us with the rest of us, have been anywhere from isolated in our own little chapels uh, to the reopening. And so... I think a lot of people uh, across the regions that we're speaking to right now um, would be very interested in sort of a discernment uh, in regards, or not a discernment, but a, a sort of a, a maybe a timeline explanation of, of how all of these things <laughs> transpired. So it seemed as though one second we were, you know, normal every, you know, Sunday mass sort of weekday thing, and then right. it was just like, boom. What was that like for you, and, and how did that transpire sort of over the well, months when you got the news and so forth? Well, uh, Bishop Folda and I were in very close uh, communication, sometimes a couple of times uh, daily. And, of course, earlier on, uh, the Fargo area in Cass County was was the hot spot, so to speak, and, and to an extent it it still has uh, something of that. But we had been discussing and, uh, you know, how are we going to approach this? We certainly uh, weren't the first bishops to uh, do what we did, but in in assessing and keeping, uh, we both uh, were in contact with uh, the governor's office and uh, I have to commend uh, the governor. Uh, they didn't, you know, just panic, and uh, they were keeping a close watch on things as well. Uh, we did get to the point, though, where uh, we could see uh, things would certainly take off and spike uh, if and the state was at that point as well. Um, we waited a little longer uh, than the state to begin to close things down. Of course, our schools were trying to, you know, uh, stay somewhat uh, in sync with the uh, public schools uh, and other private schools in the in the state. But we both, both Bishop Folda and I, uh, that. Uh, Sunday afternoon, I had just come back, as a matter of fact, from confirmation for uh, uh, Father Jeff's Wax parishes in Glen Ellen and Hebron, and he and I were speaking, uh, uh, Bishop Folda and I, I should say, were speaking that Sunday evening, and uh, we had been exchanging, how are we going to publish this, What, what exactly... Does it mean to uh, suspend public masses, devotions, all the other liturgies, and then what about other activities, whether they're diocesan or parish activities and things like that? And we, we were exchanging ideas by email and phone and so forth, and um, by the end of that conversation... Uh, Bishop Folda decided he would 
issue his uh, statement about suspending public uh, liturgies and everything else. I think it was uh, to be the St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I told him uh, I planned to do the same, but I wanted to wait until um, we had been able to celebrate at least at morning masses, uh, the solemnity of St. Joseph. Uh, and that's why um, I put I put it out that way, that as of 3 o'clock that afternoon, um, there would be, uh, the suspension would go into effect. And uh, we let the priests uh, and parishes know this in advance. Uh, and so that's, that's how it all uh, began, and uh, we continued to be in in regular contact with each other as time went on uh, through the end of March, through uh, April, uh, Holy Week, uh, the Easter, uh, much of the Easter season. And um, uh, again, I, I, I know he's of the same mind as I. We can't say enough about how uh, healthcare people uh, kind of saved the day for North Dakota, of course. Uh, and um, as time went on, we we continued to talk about uh, when we get to a point where we can resume public masses, what will it look like, and so forth. And so, uh, when we finally both issued those. Um, uh, the second set of, of directives in early May, uh, they were all about the same. Uh, Bishop Folda began, we wanted to give parishes uh, in particular enough time to prepare for that. Uh, and so um, uh, we, here in the Bismarck Diocese, we reopened uh, during the week, and it was, you know, uh, when we knew there wouldn't be as many people perhaps coming as there would be on a weekend, and uh, just to see how things would work. And uh, um, our, our Catholic people have been, in the main, quite good about uh, following these directives. Of course, you always have some who are smarter than God, the Pope, the bishop, doctors, <laughs> priests, everybody, and they I know, know those better people, than anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, every parish priest encounters them, but they kind of marginalize themselves after a while. But in the main, uh, it was, uh, I, I was very edified uh, by our Catholic people and by the priests who very faithfully uh, celebrated Mass, you know, privately, so to speak is somewhat privately, but live-streaming it, which is very difficult to do. I mean, once in a while, yes, that's, you know, you do it, but to do that day in and day out, and especially uh, on Sundays and, and preaching a sermon to a virtually empty church or chapel, uh, that's not easy, and it certainly isn't what any of us ever wanted to do or, or even expected to do, but by God's grace, we did it, and uh, we'll continue as I, uh, we continue to watch 
uh, Bishop Folda and I were just uh, talking about it again. Uh, we were uh, just last Thursday uh, were in Rapid City for the ordination and installation of uh, the new bishop of Rapid City, Bishop Peter Mewich. Uh, and both he and I agreed what we've where we're at now is where I think we'll stay until it, it becomes clearer, you know, uh, especially as we're approaching a school year, how things will open up in that regard. Uh, and uh, I think as time goes on uh, and uh, um, uh, we, we see that, you know, uh, uh, things can be changed a bit further. Uh, we're certainly going to do that and, and give uh, everyone, uh, our Catholic faithful, uh, enough notice about that. Uh, it'll be a while yet before we both lift that dispensation of the Sunday obligation, um, both in in both dioceses, as I should say, there there are enough new cases yet that warrant, you know, those who test positive, those who perhaps are caring for uh, elderly, that vulnerable population, um, they uh, they need this assurance, uh, you know, without the added obligation that. You know, they can still uh, be part of, of Mass and other devotions, uh, at least live-streamed. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go into one of my political diatribes, but, uh, you know... It, and I would be very grateful personally if, like, all of these health organizations would get their acts together a little bit better, because from day to day you see all kinds of different interpretations about the value of wearing masks. Some would say masks don't protect you uh, as much as we think. Well, that doesn't. That confuses everybody, you know, and, you know, but beyond that, um, uh, we both, Bishop Folda and I, are just going to, we, we communicate, as I say, regularly during the weeks, and uh, we just keep observing and paying close attention to uh, what uh, our Department of Health uh, is doing and saying from day to day. That we both... Uh, said, and, and it's true, uh, we found them to be far more reliable than looking to, like, the uh, the CDC or anything else. They're, they're at a whole different level. Uh, North Dakota isn't in the same situation as the East Coast or the West Coast, and so we, we want to pay uh, good attention to... Uh, what's going on here, and then hopefully act accordingly and with, with some prudent, prudence uh, going forward. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping That's to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on yeah, okay. Real Presence Live, still we talking honor or we have a break? with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Okay, you yeah, can nominate your priest to receive then, special recognition it, by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the okay. Holy Catholic Church. Yeah, I don't know what that's about because we have a live connection here. Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Alar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sons of Thunder show. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. Brothers in blood. Brothers in the priesthood. And we got Bishop Kagan here speaking about COVID-19 and the experience and the timeline. We're going to apologize to our listeners. We dropped out. I uh, had a little bit of a failed internet connection, but we are back online with Bishop. I'm going to turn it over to the younger Thunder, who's got a question for Bishop Kagan. Yeah, so, as, I mean, as, as we were, <laughs> the connection dropped, I was, the question I had was, uh, you know, long-term, Bishop, what does this look like? Because, you know, we, is this, you know, are we getting back to normal? Is there a normal? Is there a new normal? Um, is there going to be a point? I think a lot of people are wondering, is there ever going to be a point where we're just back to normal mass going mm-hmm. without, you know, all the restrictions? <clears throat> or is this something that's going to, is kind of the new normal where um, that well, there's enough fear I, uh, surrounding it that maybe that people are going to, you know, always expect this yeah well i i think we're we will get back to a point i i don't know if it'll ever be quite the same but i think we'll eventually get to a point especially i think personally and believe me i'm no scientist or doctor but uh i think uh we excel uh, in medical and uh, kind of research that we will have a vaccine that will, you know, uh, work just like we, we've we developed uh, every time there's a new strain of flu. Now, this is something different than just your run-of-the-mill flu, but we've always been able to develop a vaccine uh, to assist people, and there's nothing that's ever foolproof. But uh, I see us, uh, getting to a point where uh, perhaps uh, parishes will just uh, have uh, 
uh, one more mass, say, on a Sunday uh, to kind of give people the opportunity to spread out a bit more, not even as much as we're doing right now in churches, but uh, give people the opportunity to be at mass uh, and not to, in a sense, be so packed in in every pew. Uh, we will get to a point where and people will get enough notice from me uh, that I will lift the dispensation, and uh, those who are uh, obliged to the uh, to Sunday and Holy Day Mass, uh, the obligation will return. And again, people have to understand that. Uh, even when all of a, even when there wasn't a dispensation, if you were sick or you were in a place where there just wasn't mass available, uh, the obligation didn't bind you. So, I mean, there isn't any danger of committing a mortal sin. Uh, but, you know, just to not go to mass on Sunday or a holy day because you're busy or whatever, or even you forgot. I don't know how you forget it Sunday, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's a mortal sin. That's your fault. Uh, that's not You're not sick. You're not homebound for some other uh, health reason. Uh, uh, but that'll return, and I, I'm preparing something just to send to the priest, not that I'm changing things now, but what I'm going to suggest they do when I get to the point uh, of changing a few of the directives about the logistics in church, uh, logistics for funerals uh, and weddings, those have changed a little bit already for funerals and weddings. Um, but I, I, what you don't want to do is just rush into something, and then all of a sudden, like what's happening in some areas now, they're closing everything down again. You know, you you just don't want to be precipitous about some of these things. Right, you never, so want, I, never I, want to rush anything. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, I, I suppose that's a long and roundabout answer to the question. I'm not certain we'll ever be back to what we used to do. We'll be right. back close to it, but, uh, you know, it's a little early for me to predict how that's going to look and, and when that might happen. Well, thank you, Bishop. We're going to keep uh, this conversation going with you. You're a regular guest. We really appreciate you being on the show, especially now that we've redesigned it. We will always have Crushing It with Bishop Kagan, everyone, and we want to thank Bishop for uh, explaining this to us and your insights, Bishop. We and your, and your leadership. And your leadership. Appreciate Absolutely. That well, this time. You, you're very kind. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah. Behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on Real Present Live, everyone, we're going to have straight talk with the brothers. brothers. Call in with your questions on topics of faith or the happenings in this crazy world around us. We're going to entertain everything we can, but until then, we're going to take a little break. We'll see you on the backside.